Philosophy Guy Show, number 28. Hey! It's Bill Goldberg. And when I'm not being a total pudwhack on TV, spitting all over the frickin' place, I'm taking a huge dump on the crapper with my iPod listening to Philosophy Guy. There's a place I used to go There's a world I used to know There was a light and it was you Every word I say There's no words to explain, no beginning 
Podsafe Music Network. That was Black Lab and You're Mine Again. And uh, welcome to the Philosophy Guys show. And with me is Don't Tickle Me once again. Hello again. And uh, we're just sitting here on a Monday night. We haven't gotten a chance to do one of these in almost a month. Almost a month. Has it been that long? Doesn't seem it. Yeah, it was uh, March 15th. So I'll Take your word for it. So anyway, um, what I wanted to... Well, okay, this is what I had on the agenda. Who knows what, what we'll actually do. <laughs> but uh, as long as I had you with me, um, I, I thought we'd uh, first talk about how we met. So, Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that... At least barely asked that question in his mind. <laughs> if, if really maybe want to know, though? <laughs> if maybe uh, uh, other people. Uh, then um, maybe talk about a little bit about uh, an interesting thing that I saw on Podcast Pickle today. As maybe, you're wearing your pickle hat. And I'm actually wearing my pickle hat. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. All of a sudden, uh, what, Saturday? There's a, Our boy comes and gives us... There's this box on the on the step. And what? it's addressed to mom. And it's addressed to mom. It's like, uh, I did not know that she went and uh, purchased a podcast pickle hat and a podcast pickle sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we can talk about. Oh, our, our trip to uh, the PME. Plans are going plans, well. Plans are going well for that. Um, and we'll take it from there. So, so I guess I'm going to let you start and uh, s- describe, since you do a much better job than I do, what on how we met. How we met? Yeah. You sure you're ready for this? Well, let's put it this way. I already am not eligible to become president <laughs> because of a certain... Picture. <laughs> yeah, my blackmail over you for years and years to for come. For years and years to come. Let, let's put it this way. I make Bill Clinton look... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. You have to put yourself in the frame of what? Hmm. 21 years ago? 22 years ago? Oh, God. <laughs> yes, that long ago. A July, summer between... Oh, what was it? Junior and senior year of college? Mm-hmm. When I got invited to a pre- or post-Summerfest party, I'm not quite sure which it was. Me and my girlfriends... For those of you who are not uh, familiar, Summerfest is this big music festival that happens every summer in Milwaukee. 11 days, um, bands from all over the country, blah, 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 big big party. Mm -hmm. Well, my girlfriends and I, and there were, what, six of us, got invited to this party didn't really know where we were going and ended up at this old Victorian house that was being rented oh. out by oh four or five, I dare say, seminarians at the time. You dare say it. I dare say it. Yes. Yes. yes we. Uh-huh. Those, those four or five attempting to think that they would join the priesthood. Um... When we got to this party, 
Well, I got out of the car, and my first sight walking into this place was of this guy who is bare-chested in a pair of pants tied to a tree. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? What the hell are they doing? Well, you know, boys being boys with alcohol involved. Not quite sure to this day why they had him tied up there. I, I think I was drunk still. You think? From the night before, yes. You think, yeah. But that's the other thing. These Summerfest parties, they start on Thursday, and they last right down through till Sunday. Well, so there was this guy who happened to be Dale tied to the tree, as my friends were all introducing me to the rest of the people at this party. And um, the next thing I know, as we're being introduced around, I see these two or three guys uh, come out with these huge wooden fork and spoons, like from the 70s that you used to hang up, that you used to hang up on the walls for decoration in their drunken stupors. We're feeding Mr. PG here off of those we kind of laughed at them and kind of walked away kind of put it out of my mind for the rest of the day yeah that didn't happen because the next thing i know i was kind of being pursued the rest of the party you know i want to oh, talk to yeah, you yeah but try not right away i mean not yeah. until like the night time when... well that was when you got a little bit more persistent you know, he wanted to sit and talk to me, and he wanted to sit, you know, do the guy thing. You know, I, I've met this girl I'm kind of interested to. I just want to kind of get her away from everybody and sit and neck a little, whatever. And I kept put, putting him off and putting him off. And, you know, the only thing I let him do all night was we sat and talked, you know. Tough luck, PG. Yeah, real interesting the first day I met you. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, maybe we should go do a song. <laughs> Anything else you want to? Well, needless to say, you must have sparked something because 20-some years later, we're still here after 17 years of marriage. That's I love true. you. I love you, too. <laughs> Stop. 
to talk about astrology. She was born in June. She danced with strangers and celebrities, empty stars in the full moon. I was singing about the universe for what it's worth. All the one about the phoenix bird, the tide and return. Safe Music Network. That was Jesse Malin with the boss, Bruce Springsteen, and Broken Radio. Today is the day after Easter. Yes. And a um, couple of things. First of all, Easter, it was the pivotal year where we have children of 10, 8, and 7. Yes. Actually, you're wrong. All right. Soon to be 11. Uh, nine. Nine and seven. Seven. All right. Fathers never get the days right. Anyway, so there is quite the disparity in our children as far as the belief in the Easter Bunny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two of my three children believe that not only is the Easter Bunny real, but he's a mini Santa Claus. <laughs> and the other one knows that it's all hooey, but he's kind of playing along and doesn't say anything. So, you know, it's like the debate between Don't Tickle Me and I was, do we even give do, them yeah, do Easter we get basket? Or not? Well, they got an Easter basket, but it was not... The mini Christmas that they expected, but it was, well, actually, you barely got any candy. I got, well, you know, you can't get any candy when you walk into Target and all frickin' shelves were empty. Not one bag of jelly beans at all. So what did I end up? I ended up with the little chicks. a little box of Peeps that was like one of seven boxes left, mm-hmm. and... um I got something, some some other candy, I don't know what it was. And then I bought them each a card game because, like you said, we weren't doing mini Christmas anymore. And I didn't hear any complaints. Yeah. Well, I think maybe we should play them this song. And it'll, t- it'll explain the entire Easter mystery. I'm open. <laughs> Easter. 
Easter time is here again, and it's the day we celebrate The morning that the Easter Bunny rises from the grave And if he sees his shadow, then it's six more weeks of winter If he doesn't see it, everyone gets Cadbury cream eggs And he never sees his shadow, thank the Lord and the Hebrews never celebrated Easter. They were busy building pyramids and matzah for the Greeks. So that night they set the Pharaoh's clocks ahead one hour, and they all escaped, and that's why we put colored eggs in baskets with jelly beans and neon plastic grass. Plus there was that final supper with the twelve apostles, but the word in Aramaic for apostles is a peeps. And that is how they got the name for those marshmallow treats. So every time you eat those little yellow chicks and bunnies, you actually are swallowing apostles. So that's the Easter story, even though we didn't mention anything about the burning bush or chocolate-covered popes. You might want to do a bit more research on the details, cause in truth I mostly slept my way through Sunday school, but at least I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Okay, I guess we can't... Uh listen to a song and talk at the same time. No, you just told me about your basic want for Christmas. This yeah, year I need a mixer. mixer. I need a mixer. You know, not a, not a KitchenAid mixer, but... Oh, come on. I'd get so much <laughs> use out of the KitchenAid one. So, there you go. That was the Easter mystery all encapsulated into... Uh, I think they need to listen to it. <laughs> Make my explanations. Make sense. Yeah. So, anyway, we went up, uh, after Easter morning, we went up to uh, your parents and, uh, oh, hold on, we better back up. Not uh, my parents, my sister-in-law. Your sister-in-law, yeah, but your parents are there. We'll back up to the uh, getting ready, f- preparing for the PME. Yes, I uh, have our tickets to get in. I have hotel reservations made. Now we just need to figure out who's the cheapest to fly in on, and I'm thinking we're going to be flying out of Midway instead of Milwaukee. Okay, Barely, uh, you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saving what, over $200 just by flying out of somewhere that's less than 60 minutes from our house? No, it's more like two hours. Midway's south of downtown Chicago. Two hours or less to save 200 bucks and spend the night... Before our plane takes off is well worth the yeah, savings. Yeah, and, and even though it is on ATA. Even though. Although, I did say to Barely's little comment on the, um, was it the pickle thread? Mm-hmm. Somebody's put me into the lap of luxury without really asking me, and I, do I really give a shit? No. Well, I, I don't mind the, the fact that I won't have cookies. Because oh. I'm not flying Midwest Express. Um, I guess I wa- don't want to be shoehorned into a a tiny seat. I guess then it's what your ultimate goal is. Is your ultimate goal A, to be in the lap of luxury on an airplane, or B, to have fun at PME no matter how you get there? Well, okay. <laughs> 
That would be my goal. My 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 uh, my goal is also to get there without having involving the TSA in any way. The TSA, the Transportation Safety Administration. Oh, it's NTS. No, no, TSA is the flight uh, security. Oh, folks. the flight security people. Mm. So, anyway, we go up. Um, got the hotel reservations. We're gonna go. And what we even have babysitter now. Well, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, we actually have the kids watched for. The only thing that we got to d- figure out is who wants to watch two labs because my parents won't. They 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 can't handle that in their retirement age. I'm told. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Cinnamon would pull Jerry's arm off. What are you talking about? I don't about? think she'd pull her arm off. My mom would be just dragged behind her as she ran down the street. <clears throat> For um, those of you who, if PG has never talked about the dogs, we have two labs. One is Cinnamon, who is a full-blooded um, yellow lab, the, basically the color of Cinnamon, hence her name, and going about 85, 90 pounds. And then on the other extreme, we have Godiva, who is a chocolate lab mix, who is, I call her my anorexic dog, all of about 52 pounds soaking wet. She's my baby. Yeah, she's she's kind of um, a mix. We don't know if it's a mix between a lab and a pointer or a lab and a greyhound. Go for the greyhound. She loves to run. Yeah, I think I've seen her keep up with a car going about 20 miles an hour once. <laughs> don't Scared the it. shit out of me, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. Okay. We have tickets. We have reservations for a hotel. We have a babysitter. Pretty much got the flight down, Pat. So we'll be there. Yes, so if we will. You're there, um, and obviously, I have a feeling we're going to be traveling with Barely. So that there you be go, fun Barely. In and of itself. So so don't back out now, man. He can't. I have him on record that he's going. Okay. Yeah. So oh, speaking of uh, the pickle and TSA. There's a correlation there. Yes. Uh, I don't know it. Well. In the Pickle Forum today, Gary from the podcast Pickles mentioned that he had come back yesterday from PodCamp New York without the Pickle Man suit. Without? He forgot it? The Pickle Man suit has been confiscated by the Transportation Safety Administration. (laughs) And the reason being? I didn't see this Uh, National Security... (laughs) I don't know what an empty pickle man suit. (laughs) Somebody had mentioned that maybe the fact that he didn't have pants might have been the reason. (laughs) Well, my concern is, well, what is the pickle man going to be doing in uh, New York? So, we'll we'll have to keep you abreast of of the, uh, the pickle man saga. As we find out about it, but I thought you'd uh, get a kick out of that. And if you go, I don't. I'll, I'll put a link to the pickle to this thread of the pickle soup, but or the pickle. But uh, it's it's already made Wired magazine, <laughs> and the uh, heading is TSA claims the pickle man is a security issue. I don't see it. You know, take away the, the little writing there. It's actually kind of a cute picture. Yeah, yeah. 
So, thought I'd let you know about that. Uh, okay. Any other news to update me on? You know, I kind of like slept today away. Yeah. Do you know who Don Imus is? Uh, it's a vaguely familiar term to me, even though, even I, who don't listen to radio that much. Uh, he's a morning... Imus in the morning. Yep. Imus in the morning. Never, never was up around here, except you can see him on N- MSNBC. Well, except for the next two weeks. Why? Because he was just suspended. Suspended? For, uh... For a racial slur. Oh, he According to MSNBC.com, after a career of cranky insults, radio star Don Imus was fighting for his job Monday following one joke that by his own admission went way too far. CBS Radio and MSNBC both said they were suspending Imus in the morning talk show for two weeks following... His reference last week to members of the Rutgers women's basketball team as nappy-headed hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he also said na- nappy-headed hoes with tu- with tattoos. Ooh, he dug himself in good. Yeah, he really did. Um, so, so I, you know, now it's um, that happened, I guess, on Friday, and now. He's been profusely apologizing all over the place to everybody. And um, on his show Monday, Imus calls himself a good person who made a bad mistake. Here's what I've learned. You can't make fun of everybody because some people don't deserve it, he said. And because the climate of this program has been what it's been for 30 years doesn't mean that it has to be that way for the next five years or whatever because that has to change, and I understand that. So apparently, he's trying to make a concerted a reason- effort at apologizing. Yeah, but uh, there are people that want to uh, crucify him, basically. Oh, but it's this. Oh, what's what's the word I want? We could use the work terms. It's this reality of this cultural diversity that everybody is. Seemingly on the bandwagon for now. Remember the cultural diversity training thing I told you we had to go to? Uh, no, I conveniently forgot. Yeah, I wish I could. So what did I bring? Oh, I brought up cultural diversity training. Where they have us going to a two-hour or so meeting on what it means to be culturally diverse in relationship to, to the job that we have to do. Which... I mean, it's okay. We all deal with different people and different levels and whatever career we've chosen. But I think it's more, at least in in my area, what we're talking about. They're saying that everybody who is culturally diverse, different from us, is right no matter what. And that we basically don't matter anymore is the impression they're giving the workers where we are because it doesn't it means that we have to do what they want done at the expense of our own beliefs I don't buy that Uh, you're being I guess properly or improperly vague here well that's kind of a hard thing when I gotta think of the all-important HIPAA rules here, you know, with security and 
all that stuff within healthcare. But it, you know, I think that I think what they need to do more than this diversity training is, you know, go back to the, your basic. What's the golden rule? You know, the golden rule applies to everything and really doesn't have to get much into what culture you come from or what belief system you have. If you want to be treated right, then you treat people the way that you expect to be treated. I think that's as far as it needs to go. It doesn't need to go into all of this diversity training and for you to, what I would assume would be teaching me about these different cultures and what it means in the field of healthcare, but they don't do that. They just sit and say how you're supposed to just take it and, you know, if what I believe in and what I would care to do does not meet with that to heck with what I think, they don't give me an option of saying I don't want to be put in that situation. That's kind of a hard thing to do. You know, if we're supposed to... um sit and see what they see how a different culture presents itself that's fine but what happens if your own belief puts you in in a position where you don't truly believe that should you still be forced to do it which and what i mean by doing it would be taking part in something as a healthcare professional that you don't agree with well, uh, terminating a pregnancy or terminating a pregnancy, um, withholding something that the family may want withhold it, withheld because they don't feel that it's a basic thing or an extraordinary measure, but your belief is that it's not an extraordinary measure and it's a normal comfort measure to people. Or Maybe like the, the, the groups that don't believe in medicine, <laughs> basically. Basically, you know, there's, you know it's, it's hard for me when I see kids come in and, you know, their kids are sick and they want everything done for their kid, but yet they have not, they've chosen not to immunize the kid. And one of the reasons they're sick is because they didn't get their immunizations. Because they have the measles, which is easily preventable, blah, 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 blah. Correct. Okay. So I just opened up a whole other can of worms for you here. Well, you know, it's, yeah, there's that fine line between the freedom to associate freedom to do what you want and uh what could be considered neglect and abuse it's a really fine line yeah and it's sometimes hard to do my job some days when i think of something as a normal everyday basic human need Whereas another person from either a different culture or a different um, train of thought doesn't think that way, and you have to make a decision. Sometimes it's some, it's something that doesn't really make a hill of beans a difference, but there are times when it does make a hill of beans a difference, and they're telling me it shouldn't matter to doing my job. But I think in the stuff that really matters to a person, I should have the option to say, I don't want to be part of that. I, I can't put myself in, in that position. The best way I can exp put that to you would be, for me, let's see, an end-of-life type of situation where you know, or uh, 
I'll take the back. I know, and the people I'm working with know, there is no way, there is no possible way that this person is going to survive this. Yet the mm-hmm. family wants every single thing done, and it's only going to prolong that person's pain and suffering. Should I, as a nurse, have the say to say, I can't, I can't morally sit there and watch them do something that is more painful to a person and say, can one of my coworkers step in and do it instead of me if I find it morally reprehensible to me to do that? And I think I should have that option. It and the option has a consequence, though. The consequence is that you... Uh, consequences, what if there's nobody there t- to take my place? Not so big of a deal on a floor or in a non-emergent setting. Big difference when you're in, in an emergent, urgent right. setting. Right. So I guess, you know, not that there's any easy answer to that, but you would think that to to somewhat the the needs of the patient supersede the the needs of the caregiver and that the caregiver's moral sometimes again can you say it, it it sounds to me what's being told to us through the powers that be within our institution is you know the customer is always right well that may be so in a merchandising type of setting but i don't believe that's always true in a healthcare setting and sometimes maybe yeah, you got to deliver the bad news Right, you got to uh, Grandpa bedness. ain't getting out of this bed, you know, right. or whatever that, that happens right. to be. And that would take me down a whole other uh, discussion on how doctors lie to people and they don't have a good sense of what it means to have a chronic illness or what it means to deal with a certain diagnosis because the doctors are uncomfortable talking with them so they don't get that talk and then when people have to make uh, nobody, a decision. Nobody, first of all, nobody likes to get bad news. Nope. And nobody likes to be deliver bad news, nope. generally. And nobody wants to be on the hook for the lawsuit that comes from the bad news. Which I think is a lot more of it than anything at this point. That and that God complex that some doctors have. Where I can fix anything. Or if I give you X amount of days more of life, is that better to have X amount of days more of life and pain and throwing up and generally miserable? Or would you want to have those X amount of days fairly comfortable with the people you care about around you? You know, like I said, we can spin this. Yeah, and maybe we can (laughs) do it later, but... (laughs) Uh, what is it? It's 11 o'clock and, uh... See, I get into these discussions with you and uh, hence the reason this show is called The Philosophy Guy because we just go off on different tangents. Uh, oh, speaking of a tangent and... Oh, we... I'm holding. All right. 
Oh yeah, you told me to hold on for a second while you fix something. Are we are we fixed now? Yes, we're fixed. So you said we were going to go off on another tangent. Uh yeah, the other tangent. Oh yeah. It looks like I saw on the pickle today, Dan, and it looks like Dan and CJ from Love Long and Prosper, and Steve and Maureen from the Wicked Good podcast, have started a new website. A new website? Yeah, I didn't see this. What is it? Couplescast.com. It's only for couples casts, so I guess we don't apply. Although this is, <laughs> this uh, is. <laughs> I'm thinking somebody on the chat said if it looks like one talks, like if it one, looks it like might, a duck, one, might be it. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but this is only like the third time, and I not to say that I would never do any. And I'm only coming on when I'm invited on. Yeah. Yes. So, I guess maybe that's we could ask the audience. If they would prefer a couples cast for the or or, or would yeah or, or do we have to do this and make a third thing that you would be doing podcasting or fourth depending if I do depending the thing on, with. yeah well <laughs> semantics um well yeah but then you have to commit to doing <laughs> okay let's get back on task all right you brought up that they have a couples yes, cast yes. website uh, couples cast website so. Um, it's only for couples casts mm-hmm. and uh, just starting out. So so if you get a chance, check it out at couplescast.com. I will do that. And uh, we should probably get out of here since it's almost 11 o'clock. Well, yeah, you, you have to get sleep. I'm just like ready and ready Well, to yeah, go. that's because you slept all day. Yeah, the, the hazards of doing night shift. All right. Well, let's. Um, if you want to get a hold of us and just and tell us whether you want, don't tickle me on the Philosophy Guy show on a more consistent basis, or more or less, do you want the Philosophy Guy show to be on a more consistent basis? <laughs> Call the comment line at two zero six three zero nine seven four four five, or write uh, Philosophy Guy show at gmail dot com. Or they could get a hold of me specifically, and what is it? Don't, Don't tickle me at gmail dot com. Yes, so lots and lots and lots of ways to get a hold of us. Um, so we're going to end with a song from Genocide called "I've Had Enough," also from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. dot dot com, and it kind of sounds like Atlanta Morissette. So. Um, Until next time, hopefully not a month away, (laughs) this is the Philosophy Guy. And don't tickle me. Saying bye. Good night. A lovely little thing about a bugger when he's pissed. You might
girls you fucked Now you fucked me over You said it's me you love So how did you fuck others? Proudly listed at podcastpickle.com.